Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United. I'm your host Matthew and this is talking about Man United's 1-1 draw away in the Champions League. Uh, just worth noting by the way that there's no away goals rule this season so that does not benefit, well it doesn't benefit anybody because the, the rule's not there anymore. Which is a shame, I, I, I liked the away goals rule, I, think, I thought it was interesting but it's not there anymore. Um, yeah, 1-1 draw away in the Champions League against Atletico Madrid. We go again, I believe, next week, probably. I haven't fully checked the fixtures yet, but uh, next time we play them, obviously, we'll be at Old Trafford. And it'll basically be a one-off nil-nil game then, technically, seeing as it was a draw here and there's no away goals rule. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, awful performance tonight. A- absolutely dreadful, dreadful performance tonight. And it's just simply a case of football's a game of moments at times. Uh, football's a game of fine margins. Because Atletico Madrid sw- switched off once. Bruno got a pass through. And Alanga scored. And that was the only reason we... I almost said one. That was the only reason that we drew this game and didn't lose it. Um, I thought a lot of our players' performances tonight were just really really like surprisingly bad like really really shockingly bad um to a point where I was I, I was quite stunned at times at a lot of our players decisions things like shooting from long range long range passing not being able to make simple passes confidence on the ball couldn't handle the press of Atletico Madrid. Um, and once they got the ball each time. They were just clicking passes together. And really kind of showing us up. And it was um, it was quite difficult to watch. Quite a difficult game to watch. Um, I thought Atletico Madrid themselves played pretty well. They just had a lapse moment. But I suppose that's what football is about isn't it. You know. You could be winning a game. And then towards the end. With what 10 minutes left to go. Um, you can have a lapse of moment and you, you let a goal in that's how harsh football can be but credit to Fletcher Madrid I thought they were good um I just it's one of them games where you think okay if we were as good as we could have been how good would Atletico's performance have looked but you know they took advantage or, or tried to take advantage of our poor performance they certainly did that in the first what five minutes or so with the goal um, but yeah, there's a lot of question marks definitely about a lot of players in this team, and rightly so. Um, and there's definitely still um a power shift in terms of who Ralph is being told to play, because I'm not convinced that it's Ralph's decision, Ralph's full decision to play people like. To start people like Rashford, to start people like Maguire and Luke Shaw, who are very out of form at the moment. Um, I think some of those players at times can do okay. Um, as I said several weeks ago, I think Rashford is better as a uh, impact sub, not as a starting player. Um, but I guess that was the language job today, wasn't it really? The, the impact sub. 
Um, in terms of some of the other players, Ronaldo didn't really get given anywhere near enough service. Um, I haven't really checked stats or anything in terms of possession or shots, but I'm guessing our uh, shots weren't very many. And uh, chance creation wasn't a lot. Um, I thought we were slightly better in the second half, like ever so slightly, but still very, very bad. Um, I actually think, um, as a whole with this game, I think if you look back on it, Atletico Madrid took it too easy, I think, because if they'd have sort of, you know, gone for it more than they even did, um, I think they would have killed us off probably in the first half. They probably, possibly should have been two or three up by the half time, and that would have possibly killed... The- Man United off. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that's certainly the case. Um, there's a few times with like Jao Felix, he was trying some over kicks, and uh, there was other Atletico players doing similar things. And it's like, okay, you're being a bit wasteful, but maybe they just maybe they got too co- maybe we didn't have enough confidence in Atletico Madrid, um, which is too confident. That can happen in football where. You think the opposition's so bad and you're one that up, but you don't realise that if you have a lapse of moment, that the other team can come back into the game. Um, but now I thought I, I thought this was one of our worst performances for some time. Um, this was one of our worst performances under Ralph, certainly. Um, but again, as I said before, people have said to me or posed the question of like, is Ralph good enough at this job? And I would ask ask. I would answer the question with a question, which is, is this team good enough for him? Because um, I think you had a situation before where Oli couldn't quite handle the personalities at this team, especially you know with the additions of maybe Sancho, Varane and Ronaldo, were, were probably too much for Oli to handle. And then Ralph comes in and he's like, what am I supposed to do with like Maguire and McTominay in my team? You know... Um, and like, oh, I have to stick for some reason. I have to stick with Maguire as captain. I don't know if Ralph can take the armband off of him or or what the situation is there. I I really don't know. But um, it's it's a, it's a really really strange one. But yeah, there was just too too much of too many long passes, too many sloppy passes, like five yard passes. So I guess overall, just very very sloppy passing. There were too many shots from distance, too many players trying to just run into dead ends. And what I mean by that is like there's two, three players around them and they're just trying to run through them. Um, I don't think the team worked hard enough today um, in terms of, you know, pressing for the ball or... Because often I'll admit, like oftentimes when I'm watching football, I'm I'm mostly looking at... Who's got the ball? So if the opposition's got the ball, I'm trying to look at which Man United players are trying to do something about that. And whichever Man United player's got the ball, I usually do track that player. Just to see, you know, decision making and that kind of thing. But I did try today. I mean, you've got 22 people to look at on the pitches. <laughs> and then a the ball, obviously. Um, it, It's a bit much to try and follow. But I did try as hard as I could today to look at players off the ball and 
I don't know what was... Maybe this is more of a thing than what I realised. Maybe I just didn't quite realise this. But there was a lot of Man United players strolling around when we did and didn't have the ball. And... When one of the biggest advantages in football is pass and move, you know, creating space for your, for your teammates, supporting each other by like, hey, I'm going to run into space so that you can pass the ball to me. And then passing and moving so that you're keeping, you're keeping the game going. You know, football's a game about speed as well. And when you've got the players just kind of jogging around like they were today, some of them, or most, most of them actually, um... Maybe that's a bigger Man United problem than on, than what I actually realised. Maybe I just hadn't realised that until now. But I was trying to look at certain... I mean, the funny thing with this game was that was actually easier to do. Because even the player at times who had the ball was like taking two, three, four touches. Knock off a slow little pass. Two, three touches. Knock off a slow little pass. And by the time you've done that with about three players... And you've taken about 20 or 15, 20 touches in total. The opposition's just going to sit back and just wait for you. Especially when they're one that up. Like, they'll just, they'll, they'll just sit back and wait for you. You know? So, there we go. Um, yeah, so just, again, just not enough um, of a hard-working team. Um... And, you know, I've said, I, I think I said with the last episode with, you know, with McTominay, for example... He, quote-unquote, tries very hard, right, in a reckless way. He has that, if you want to call it, passion and desire. And, yeah, you do need passion, you do need desire, you do need work rate, but you also, you need ability as well, you need all of those things. And we didn't really have any of them today. Um, Yeah, apart from, obviously, that moment with um, with Alanga when he scored. So anyway, that's kind of my thoughts on the game. There's not loads to say. I mean, it was a really, really bad performance. I'll get into player-specific things in the player ratings. Uh, let's talk about the uh, the summary. Let's go into that. Let me make my screen a bit brighter so I can actually see it. There we go. Um, right, so first half, you've got seven minutes. Uh, Lodi, Lodi um, crossed the ball into Jao Felix. I was quite impressed with him, by the way. He, he was a little bit... Um, not really taking some of his chances, like with the overhead kick and stuff, but otherwise he looks a really good player, Shao Felix. Um, he's somebody I would take at Man United. I mean, we probably won't have a striker next season, so I, I'd take him at Man United. He seems like a pretty good player. I've been aware of him before. I've just not seen loads of him, but yeah, I thought he looked good. I thought he looked good. Anyway, he scored, by the way, as well. Uh, Cross comes in. He gets... Two, three yards worth of space. Heads the ball. Might not, probably didn't intend to score it. Headed off the post. But gets given loads of space. And uh, scores a fairly easy goal. I mean, it was a quite good header. Like, you've still got to be accurate with your headers from there. And I don't know fully loads about Jail Felix. I just know he's a very good player. But you've got to have some accuracy to head it in from there. Um... But it was a good, really good cross, really good header, and a really good goal. What's the problem here is Maguire is nowhere near him. Um, Maguire is the closest to him. Maguire is supposed to be marking him. And by the time the ball is kicked over to Jao Felix, like the, by the time that player crosses the ball and the ball's in the air, Felix is already three yards away from Maguire. So he probably, look, he probably knows Maguire's behind him and thinks, 
Alright then, I'll, I guess I'll just jump up and just knock this in the back of the net. Um, and I I couldn't quite tell exactly at first who was next to Felix because this was quite a fast goal as well, in in, in some regards. And then obviously they the replays are, I I do like the replays because it lets you analyze things a bit better because obviously they slow things down a little bit and stuff. And you can see where certain players are and who's made what mistake and whatnot. And just straight away, I was like, of course it's Maguire. The slowest of our centre-backs. Um, I mean, Lindelof's quite kind of slow, but Maguire is slower than him, I think. Um, yeah, for a striker as good as João Felix, um, that's a pretty easy goal for him. I mean, yeah, you still have to get the accuracy on the header, but... Maguire's just, just simply put, just it's just a very easy, simple sort of... Maguire can't catch him, not quick enough. Maguire doesn't anticipate his run. Um, because the other thing Maguire could have done is stood. Well, I guess if if he was gonna do what I would have about to suggest, he would have played him on side. But if he stands the other side of Jao Felix, which is in front of him, so between him between the goal and Felix, and sees the cross come over, and is able to close him down as opposed to directly tackle him, because. To to be honest, in terms of like strength and stuff, I mean we've seen Maguire struggle with that anyway this season. Um, I would assume Maguire would be able to push Felix off the ball. Felix is a bit more of an agile sort of technical player, whereas Maguire is a bit like a bit more of a sort of bigger player. Um, so I would have liked to assume that if Maguire was anywhere near him. That he would have been able to push him a bit and get him off the ball, but it doesn't he? It doesn't even make any contact with him. Like he's nowhere near him, and it's like, how can you mark somebody that badly in the Champions League, or in 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 any game really? In any game that would have looked bad, but Champions League is your big stage. Um, so yeah, that's the first goal. It's a pretty simple one to analyze, but it's such a bad. It, it's bad marking. It's bad pressuring. There's no pressure. There's there's. Maguire doesn't do anything to prevent this goal. Um, it's not as if I could say like, "Oh, Maguire tried this, but he should have tried this." It's like, no, Maguire's just there, and there's three yards between him. There's no contact. There's no pressure. There's no attempt to block or tackle or head the ball. Maguire's just there, and Felix just heads the ball in very, very easily. Um, it's one of the easier headed goals I've seen in football. I know it kind of comes off the post and all that, but still, it's it's not good. Uh, that was the first half. Um, there's no other thing. There's only two goals, obviously, to talk about, as opposed to the last game where there were six of them. Um, there's a lot of bookings to talk about. Well, not talk about, really. Uh, Shaw, Lindelof, Rashford all got themselves booked. I don't remember specifically what for. Uh, let's go to the substitutions. Um... Oh, we made four substitutions. Oh, no, we made five substitutions. I didn't notice that. Did I Did I forget that you can make five in the Champions League? I think I forgot that you can make five in the Champions League. But you've got Wambasaka, Matic, Tellez, Alanga. Sorry. Wambasaka, Matic, Tellez, Alanga, Lingard. Yeah, I did wonder. I, maybe I just forgot Champions League rules. It's been a while, and when obviously we've had so much Premier League football. But yeah, that was probably why there was a lot of subs on our bench. Two goalkeepers again. 
Uh, so let's go through these substitutions then, I suppose. One Pasakron for Lindelof. Makes a certain amount of sense. Um, I would have taken off Maguire, but maybe Ralph's not allowed to. I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, if you're going to bring on a right back, okay, if that's what you want to do, what has Delo done wrong? Delo was on the bench today. And the smartest thing here, to, if you wanted to make a defensive substitution or two of them, yes, Telezon for sure, obviously makes sense. That's a direct, you know, left back for left back. Shaw wasn't having a great game. But neither was anybody, really. Um, one, I would have brought on the low for Maguire. And then obviously had a back two of Lindelof, Varane. And then obviously low Lindelof, Varane, Tellez. That's what I would have ended up with. And the timing of these substitutions, the first three is well-timed. Well uh, 66 minutes, good. Uh, it actually gave me time to actually watch what some of them did. As opposed to like... An 85 minute substitution where I can't really give a score to a player if they've played for five minutes. So there's that. Um, so I don't I don't agree with the player being brought on or off. So yeah, I don't agree with that one. Then Matic on for Pogba. Um, here's the thing: I don't think Pogba or Fred were having a good, good game. Like either of them. I agree with bringing I agree with bringing Matic on because you definitely needed control in that midfield. Um, but wouldn't it have been great to have Matic and Van der Beek on the pitch <laughs> uh, as as options, I suppose? Um, but now he brought off Pogba. I can't argue between Pogba and Fred really because they were both bad. So one of them on for Matic, sure, yeah, yeah, okay, fine. Uh, again, those this was like a triple substitution, so they were all at 66 minutes. Then Teller's on for sure. Yeah, that one makes sense. So I agree with roughly two of two, one and a half to two out of out of three of those. So fine. Um, but I actually thought Lindelof was pretty decent again, and I'll talk about him specifically in the player ratings. Uh, I guess the one thing I do just want to say very quickly about Lindelof is I said last episode about using his him as a CDM and not as a centre back. I guess I got half of my Wish, which was him as a right back instead of a centre back, um, but you know that that's to accommodate Maguire. So, yeah. Anyway, um, then seventy-five minutes, bit late. Although it's a winning um, impact, or not winning, drawing impact sub. Uh, Alan got on for Rashford. I thought Rashford was having a particularly poor game. Um, I would have took Rashford off. With the 66 minute subs, um, it was just doing it was just doing that annoying thing where he's running into traffic, and just wasn't really doing much else. So, yeah, I agree with that. Although I probably would have done that the other way around. I would have actually started Langrover Rashford and brought Rashford on later. But still, it still this substitution still works for what you ended up with, I suppose. Um, then we've got a goal to talk about and then another substitution. Uh, so the goal I've already talked about, we catch Atletico Madrid out in the moment. Uh, Bruno Fernandes played the ball through. Nice little half sort of a hop. It's a little step over one of the Atletico players. Takes the ball under control and um, slots it away. Although you do have to question Oblak's positioning because that was a particularly bad attempt at saving a, a shot. But still, credit to Alanga, he came on impact sub and he stopped he stopped us from going down one nil into the second leg 
So, yeah, credit to Elanga for that. Then um, Lingard on for Sancho in the 82nd minute. Uh, it's too late to really do that. Lingard had a long shot at the end, like right at the very end, it didn't do very much. Um, I don't really agree with this substitution. Um, I mean, yeah, Sancho wasn't having a great game, but again, nobody else really was. Um, I just don't know. I don't know what Lingard's going to offer you in this game that Sancho can't. Maybe you put them both on. Who knows? Maybe you do something weird where. I don't know, take Ronaldo off for Lingard? I, 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 I don't know. But I don't know that I would have really actually brought Lingard on anyway. Um, so, yeah. Um, because I just I just don't know in the 82nd minute what Lingard's going to give you that Sancho isn't. Um... So yeah, and yeah, you, I guess you can't really bring a Lingard, Lingard on for Ronaldo because then what you'd have a Langa, Lingard, and Sancho—that's a weird front three, isn't it? So, but yeah, um, but then if it was up to me, I would have sold Lingard a long time ago. So <laughs> yeah, anyway, um, that's the end of the summary, and yeah, that's the end of the initial discussion. Um, Let's do some quick housekeeping, and then we'll get into player ratings. I'll see you for that in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links, the first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link if you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice that's $3 level tier that does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show alright recently on entertainment talk 
Uh, we've got another podcast for you from today, which is for The Walking Dead Season 11, Episode 9. The 11B premiere, we don't say mid-season finale anymore because it's not really the mid-season premiere. But uh, 11B premiere, which is Season 11, Episode 9. There is eight episodes in this B section, so seven episodes after that. And then the third and final part of the 11th season will be in October for this year. So that's what The Walking Dead is doing for its 11th and final season. So you can have a listen to our thoughts on the episode. An episode also from today, but slightly earlier in the day. Uh, Classic Reviews episode. It's the wrap-up for Season 5, the Season 5 rankings. Uh, If if you don't know what that is, it's basically I take all of the 10 things that I reviewed in the Classic Review season. I try to assort them into some sort of top 10, and then I give them a ranking from there. So, yeah, all, all the 10 items, I suppose, that I reviewed for this season put them into a top 10 rankings, and then do that as an episode. Of course, all 10 reviews for those things are out. I will go through some of them in a second. Uh, Gaming Talk this week, um, we talked about uh, Cyberpunk 2077's newest patch, which was 1.5. And if you've got a next-gen console uh, like me, uh, if you're lucky enough to have one of those, uh, so PS5 or Series X or PC, um, you can now get the official uh, next-gen version of Cyberpunk. So if you update your game... Um, it will give you that. So there you go. Uh, you got the Halo uh, TV show that we discussed. There's going to be a face reveal in the TV show, which is going to be Master Chief revealing himself, although we already know what his face is going to look like because we know the actor that's playing him. So there's that. And we also talked about Walton Goggins, um, who's been in a bunch of good stuff, has been cast in the Fallout TV series, and of course, our impressions of different games, all that kind of thing. Uh, of course, there's the United Cast episode for the 4 2 Leeds win. That was a good one. Must see a review for Scream, which is the revival slash sequel to Scream 4. Um, it's the 2022 version of that film. Um, and it's called Scream. I gave it a must see rating. And you can have a listen to my thoughts on that as well, if you'd like to. Um, analyzing Television, episode 15. Uh, this one's talking about a pitch slash idea that I've got for an extended continue watching type of function for both streaming boxes and streaming services that I think could be very useful so I talked all about that uh, over on the DC side of stuff I reviewed sorry not reviewed discussed the uh, Peacemaker cameo that was in the finale so the season one finale has been renewed for a second season so discussing who or what the cameo was um, for the season finale episode and also a bit of DC talk as well. Uh, did a new structure type of review, recommendation review. Uh, I've done those kind of things before, but I've given um, given them a new title. Uh, it's called Why You Should Watch. And the first episode of the retitled recommendation review is for Servant. Uh, so I tell you about uh, why Servant's good, or really, really good. Uh, why you should watch it, what platform it's even on, who's in it, what the story's about. But no spoilers for the show, because it's not me trying to discuss what's happened in the show. It's me trying to tell you why you should watch it. So if I'm going to spoil the show, obviously, that wouldn't really do that. But, um, yeah, tell you who's in it, what platform it's on, why you should watch it, what it's about, and why it's so good as well. So you can check that one out if you want to. Uh, Season 5, Episode 10, which is the last episode review for Classic Review Season 5, which I mentioned a minute ago. Um, That episode was for some Wallace and Gromit episodes, which is Season 1, Episodes 1 and 2 for the 1989 version, so that was good. Uh, Got the United Cast 2-0 win over Brighton, which was good. 
And that's everything we've been doing recently on entertainmenttalk.org. You can find us as well on your favourite podcast platform by searching for Entertainment Talk. I haven't picked a man in the match. Um, I'm going to go with Lindelof, actually. Um, I've been surprising myself in the last four episodes because... Boy, for two years I was giving him zeros, threes, five, twos, ones. Um, yeah, but I think he's been—I think he's been better these last four games, roughly. I still think he was partly at fault for one of the goals against Leeds. Um, and maybe again, you know, um, he wasn't playing a centre back today. So maybe that helped. But I'm going to give him an 8. Which is one of the highest scores I've ever... I have actually given Lindelof a 10 out of 10 man of the match before. It was about a season and a half ago I think. There was a Champions League game I think that we played. And he was actually very very good in that game. Um, That's the only time that's ever happened with Lindelof. Um, But now I'm going to give him an 8. I'm going to give him my man of the match. But yeah that means I can't give anybody higher than an 8. Which I won't be. So, there you go. Uh, David De Gea, I'm going to give him an average 6. Didn't have as much to do as he has done. Didn't have shots sort of pelted at him and whatever. Uh, I don't really think he was at fault for the goal. Because, again, I mean, I've just... For some reason, I've just now realised that's another goal that we've conceded from across. One of the goals we conceded literally a few days ago, which was against Leeds, was from across. One of the other, well, the other goal was a bit of a sort of freak long-range shot goal, wasn't it? Um, we are so bad at defending this type of stuff, and to be honest, now that I think about it, I mean, Lindelof was at right back. He maybe should have stopped the cross. Although I've just given him my man of the match, <laughs> but uh, he maybe should have stopped the cross. But that goal is on Maguire. Because he just doesn't mark Felix. Um, so, yeah. But I, I don't really think that goal is like to keep us fault, really. David David De Gea has not really made a mistake there, has he? That's, that's Maguire's mistake, not De Gea's. Um, so, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give De Gea an average six. Because uh, that's kind of what you do for an inactive goalkeeper in this game. Uh, Varane, I'm going to give him a seven. I thought he was very, very good. Um, again, everyone was kind of sloppy in their own sort of ways, but I do think there was a couple of players that maybe stood out slightly. Um, but yeah, uh, the goal wasn't Varane's fault. He was marking the next player. So yeah, I'm going to give him a seven. Uh, Maguire gets a zero. I, th- I, I, what, what, if any, but if any of you can tell me why I should give him a one, feel free to write in and tell me why. Um, maybe he stopped like 50 shots. 15 shots, sorry. 50. 15 shots that I wasn't aware of. Or made a goal-saving tackle or something I'm not aware of. But what he actually did do was not mark a player who scored a very open header. Uh, So he didn't do anything else in the game. So why should he get a 1? Why? And zeros are valid. I'm not going to start really doing like minus numbers. That's a bit silly. Maybe if somebody has like a really, 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 really bad game. I think I've given players like minus scores before. Um, but no, I'm giving him a zero because that's an actual number that I can give him. And if any of you can tell me why I should give him a one, please feel free to do so. And I will reconsider. Um, Luke Shaw, 
Um, I think I'll give him maybe a two. Um, he was slightly better than Maguire, I suppose. Bit of a weak game still. Um, but yeah, just just well, just wasn't good. Just just wasn't good, really. So yeah. Uh, Pogba and Fred. Pogba and Fred. I got no. I got no McTominay to criticise, which is which is nice actually. I don't really want to. I don't really want to criticise any of these players. But um, if I were probably going to m- criticise McTominay, it would probably be for the same stuff. But he didn't even play, so let's not um, bash on on McTominay because it was none of this was his fault. Uh, Pogba, Fred, just both had really sloppy games. I give them both probably a three as well each. Um. I noticed a lot of sloppy, a lot of really sloppy passes today, and I think both of them contributed to that quite a lot. Uh, Pogba did, did get subbed off for Matic, of course, um, but no, they probably get about a three as well, same as um, Luke Shaw. So just just completely overall in midfield. And uh, I remember when this team news came out, and one of the first things I look at is the midfield, and I thought, oh, interesting, no McTominay. Um, and then I looked at Pogba and Fred and I thought, okay, Matic could play, but I'm not going to really argue against Pogba and Fred. That's a quite a decent midfield. Um, could it be better? Yeah, it could certainly be better. Um, but it's a decent midfield, really. I mean, yeah, so there you go. Uh, so I'll give them both a three. Anyway, uh, Rashford gets a... I think I'd have to give him a zero as well. Um just didn't really do anything Rashford in this game um I don't really know what we do with Rashford apart from him being an impact sub because Sancho seems to have secured that left hand side quite well and then I know we brought Sancho to be a right winger and he can probably do both but the thing is with that is Sancho's had a good momentum sort of run of form on the left hand side so keeping him there where he's currently playing very well and not sort of upsetting that not upsetting him but upsetting his form you probably want to keep him there for now until he stops playing well or something so uh you i mean Rashford I don't like Rashford on the right Rashford you can't really you can't obviously you can't play him up front uh that won't work at all shouldn't really play him on the left because Sancho's got a good run of form over on the left so the only other option is you bring him on for Sancho at the 70th-ish minute to be an impact sub uh, but I don't know that probably means I mean who's the other right wingers that we've got Diallo, Palestri uh, neither of those are really going to be starting next season are they um, because they're obviously both on loan at the moment. So we maybe need another right winger. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know, I don't know. So we'll see. But anyway, Rashford gets a zero. Uh, Bruno Fernandez. I'm gonna give him a two. I'll tell you why I'm gonna give him a two. I know he got the assist from a goal, which is why I'm giving him a two and not a one. Because he did create the chance for Alanga to score. So there is some credit given there. I couldn't believe how many times Bruno gave the ball away today. And I noticed it, it was a bit more evident in the first half than the second half. But the amount of times 
because uh, as I said I tried to look a bit more off the ball and I had the chance to do that because our football was so slow so it gave me the chance to do that there was a lot of times when Bruno had the ball on the on the um, halfway line or sort of just just past the um, centre circle like j- just in that kind of area which isn't really where Bruno's supposed to play Bruno's supposed to be sort of next to or behind Ronaldo that's where your 10 plays um and then he got the ball and immediately kept looking up. And I've said on episodes before, Bruno needs to... Bruno can be good at the Hollywood pass. But you have to do it when... You have to do it when when you've got people like, you know, Alanga running through on goal and you can do that long pass. That is when you need to do that. Or if Rashford's running down the left-hand side. Or if, or if, if somebody's running into space, that's when you do a long pass like that. But... There's too much of... And Lindelof did it a few times as well. And some other players did it. Bruno did it. I think Pogba did it a few times. But we're on the on the subject of Bruno. There was too many sort of punting passes up the pitch. Of like, we can't really work through Atletico's midfield. Because we're not confident enough to do it. And they keep pressing us. So let's just boot the ball up the pitch. And hope that one of our faster players, i.e. Sancho Rashford. I mean... You can sort of do that with Ronaldo. Obviously, he's not got the pace. But let's just sort of whack the ball up the pitch and hope that Rashford or Sancho runs onto it. And Atletico Madrid caught onto it very, very quickly, and they just kept cutting that pass out. But then we just kept doing it over and over and over again. And Bruno was one of the worst at doing it today. Um, and some of his short passing was not very good either. So I'm going to give him a... What did I say? A two, I think. Yeah, I'll give him a two. Um, Sancho, look, Sancho is one of my favourite players in this team. He wasn't good today. He was good in certain portions, but not enough of the game. Um, I'd, I'd possibly, get, I'd probably give him a, him a three as well, in, in line with like Fred and and Pogba. Yeah, uh, that's my lowest Sancho rating I've given. I've given him a lot of man of the match games, and uh, just just wasn't wasn't his day today. But that's that's that can happen. My favourite players can do that. And when they do end up doing that, you know, you uh, you have to call it out. So, yeah, I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, Sancho didn't have a great game, but I really like him. So I've got to give him an eight. <laughs> like, it doesn't work like that. So, anyway, um, Ronaldo, I'd give him an average six. Ronaldo, really, um, didn't, didn't do a lot with the little that he did have, but didn't really have enough of it. Um... He just had one of those average Man United striker games where we just don't give him the service. And I did notice a couple of times he like dropped to the halfway line and picked up the ball. And it's like, well, that's what our midfield is supposed to be doing. Uh, which is, again, is the job of like Fred and Pogba. So just didn't do that. Um, anyway, let me read. Let me. Oh, I need to go to the bench, don't I? Uh, Alanga. I've got five people to give ratings to here. Uh, let's go to the bench. Um, Alanga, uh, who scored, of course. Um, I'd probably give him like a good average six, or maybe I, I'd bump it up to a seven because he did actually score, which was good. So there we go. Um, Lingard didn't really do anything. Um, I'm gonna give him a, a void score, I suppose. Matic. Um, I thought Matic gave uh, really gave a lot of control to the midfield when he kept, when he was brought on the pitch. And you, you look at Matic sometimes when he's doing that, when he's like completely controlling the midfield, and you just think, man, if only you weren't 33 years old. 
Um, because it, it's frustrating with Matic, and it's not his fault really. Obviously, he's you know everyone gets older. Um, because he's got the ability, definitely, but he's just not got. It's the same problem with Mata. Mata and Matic are fantastic football players. They really, really are fantastic football players. But they're both like 32, 33. And I know Giggs played till he was like 40. Obviously he did, you know... What was it, yoga that he did or something like that? Um, like Giggs, Giggs was running around like Alanga sort of does when, when he was 40. I, and I, I remember that quite clearly. And I remember being like, wow, Giggs at 38, 39, 40. He's still kind of running about. Um... But Giggs, how he helped himself there was he kept his fitness and obviously kept his, you know, football experience, his football IQ and his football ability and it prolonged his career. For some reason, maybe it's like a game time with Matic and Mata, they haven't done that. And that's frustrating because I, I'd argue, you know, if Matic and Mata had more fitness, I'd argue them to start a lot more games because they're both very, very good players, but they've just kind of gone past it now, really. Um, which I suppose in those spells, you know, when you're sixty, seventieth minute, that's kind of the time to use somebody like a Matic or a Mata. Uh, in this in this situation where we don't really have much else, um, because we loaned out people like Martial, Diallo, Van der Beek, and these players who can do some things, uh, and we didn't buy anybody else. That's when you can kind of use that type of player, I think. Um, but yeah. Uh, anyway, I'll give Matic... I'll give him like a good average 6. I thought it was pretty good when he came on, yeah. Uh, Tellez, um, didn't really see enough of him. Wambasaka didn't really see enough of him either. So that's my thoughts on those players. Uh, just to actually read out the bench. Uh, it was quite a big one that we had. Eric Bailey, uh, for me, he would have started. Um, because I think our best centre-back pairing still is Bailey and Varane. But we keep not doing that because of Maguire. But I can't do anything about that. Uh, Bailey, Delo, Alanga, Heaton, Henderson, so two goalkeepers again. Uh, Phil Jones, Lingard, Mata, Matic, Hannibal, Medjbury. Um He was the one, by the way, he was... For those of you who might not know what he looks like, he was the one... They kept cutting the camera over the bench. When Pogba was brought off the pitch, he was sitting next to Hannibal. Hannibal was on his right. That's that play. He's got like... um. Uh, dreadlocks like what Rio Ferdinand kind of used to have um, just if you want a hair reference of how to recognise him because he is a new player some of you might not know what he looks like uh, that was that was him by the way so um, yeah we had him we had Tellez and we had Wambasaka so that's our bench it's not a good bench is it I mean out of that who could you get rid of out of that bench um, Henderson Jones Lingard Mata Matic Wambasaka you could probably get rid of uh, yeah, the players I'd keep obviously is the other one. So Bailey, Delo, Heaton, um, Hannibal, and Tellers are the ones that I'd keep. So I'd basically sell half that bench. <laughs> oh, that's not good. That's not good, is it? That's that's not that's not a good feeling to have. Anyway, that's my thoughts for the game. Uh, let's just look at the next two Saturday three o'clock, Watford at home. And then I don't know if we play on Tuesday or I'm assuming we play again. What? There's no, the fixtures list is here, right? Tuesday. There's no point in me clicking on FA Cup to check that, is there? Uh, checked Premier League. They've got Burnley and Leicester. So I'm assuming it's Wednesday the 2nd of March. Um, No. 
No, it's not. We're not playing midweek next week. Probably not playing on... We're not playing next week? Saturday... Saturday the... Saturday 26th is the next game. Watford at home. Tuesday... Unless I'm not looking at something right here. Um... No, Tuesday it's got Premier League, FA Cup. And then it says Scottish Premiership. We're not a Scottish football team. And FA Cup. Why would we not be playing football next week? Maybe just actually Google Man United for a second. Um, Just hold on a minute everybody. This will take me one second to do. Man United. Should have a list of fixtures here. Um. Oh, okay. So yeah, no midweek game next week. We've got Saturday 26th, 3 o'clock Watford. Sunday 6th of March, half past 4. Um, Man City away. That's going to be a bloody hard game. And then... Um, Tottenham at home, 12th of March, half past 5. And then the second leg is on the 15th of March. That's in like... Three weeks? 15th of March. How far away is the 15th of March? One, two... That's it. Why are we not playing that game for three weeks? I would have thought next week we'd, we'd be playing that game. Um, And then we got Liverpool away. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then Leicester at home. Uh, Yeah. 15th of March, which is, I think it's a Tuesday. That's a long time away. And we've got three games in between then. I th- I just thought that game would have been next week. Anyway, nothing I can do about that. So no no United cast midweek next week. We've got the Watford game Saturday. And then I guess we take a break for eight days. don't know why the players have got eight days off. Need to work harder. Um, but yeah, there we go. Anyway. That's the Europe. I always like to let you all know the next because we usually have two games every seven days. So I try to let you all know what those games are. But there we go. That's the situation. Um, maybe they've got a game or something midway. I have no idea. Anyway, I'm just confused by that. Anyway, that's my thoughts on the game. I suppose it wasn't as bad as it could have been. We could have lost the game one nil instead of drawn. We go basically in with a clean slate into the second leg in three weeks' time. Um, so we'll see how it all goes. I have no idea how it's going to go, and we've got some very, very hard games coming up, which is good for the team because then it pushes the team to try to do better. If that's how that is supposed to work. Anyway, it's enough of all that. Uh, let me know your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments. I'm sure many of you got questions and comments, or I, I've I've certainly still got questions. Yes, definitely. Uh, let me know what yours are. Anyway, what do you think of my player ratings? What are your player ratings? Man of the match. Um, all that kind of stuff. So you can let me know. Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org. Twitter, eTalkUK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. There's also a big email box on the website that you can use. You scroll down a little bit past the audio file that you've probably clicked on to press play. Scroll down a little bit. It'll be a big email box. You can put your message and your email in there. You can use that as well. A few of you do actually use that, so I do recommend it. It's very quick, very easy to use. So consider that if you want to. You can also use the clickable email name which is in the show notes as well, to send us a message. So consider doing that. In the meantime, if you've liked what you've heard today, I hope that you have. 
Um, if you haven't, let me know why not. But uh, if you have or haven't, whatever, if you've liked what you've heard today, uh, please consider supporting more of Entertainment Talk. There's lots of different ways that you can do that. Um, you can either simply just listen to more podcasts that we've got. You can find them over on entertainmenttalk.org for our TV, video games, films, and Manchester United podcasts. So take a look out for those. Uh, for all that good stuff you can find us on podcast platforms as well just search for entertainment talk for all of our things uh you can tell other people that you know uh whether they're main united fans rival fans people who don't watch football but still might consume the other content that we cover just tell the other people that you know about our content tell them what we do and where they can find it social media uh share the links around on uh, share the podcast around on your different podcast on your different uh, sorry social media platforms so do that as well if you'd like to you can also support us through patreon if you'd like to do that the one dollar three dollar level tiers ad free podcast review options take a look at that as well if you'd like to for that uh for other people involved in entertainment talk you can find geek town uh david sorry his tv and film website tv and film news website which is geektown.co.uk uh, you can find geek town radio episodes on tuesdays so there's a new episode from yesterday uh from this week on tuesday to go and listen to so do that as well lots and lots of great tv and film discussion and news over there as for david stuff uh, you can find beck streaming basically daily over on twitch uh trista b-y-t-e-s she's playing tomb raider at the moment she's doing charity work now and again which is great and some other creative interesting things as well <clears throat> so go and check out her content over there um twitch i will bring back pez pez coach mode first i had something i had to deal with uh as well not regarding twitch just regarding life stuff everything's fine now though and I should, I need to basically figure out again when and what I want to stream and at what time. So just give me some time. I need to figure out the schedule of stuff, Walking Dead's back and all that sort of thing now. So, and like we've got football games and things. So let me just figure that out. But if you want to be notified when I go live on Twitch, you just follow eTalk UK. as link in your show notes, obviously. Uh, eTalk UK over on Twitch, you'll be notified when I go live with different things. Uh, if you miss any of the streams... There's been quite a few of them in the past. Most of them are available on YouTube. All but one are available on YouTube. Uh, you can find those over on our YouTube channel, <clears throat> which is Entertainment Talk Plays. You can find lots of uh, video game clips and that sort of stuff as well. I think I uploaded two new ones today as well. So check check all those out over on YouTube, Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks very much for listening. I guess I'll see you Saturday or tomorrow or the next day or whenever you fancy listening to hearing me talk or me and the other co-host as well talking because there's lots of content available anyway thanks very much for listening and i'll see you next time goodbye